This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The Property Show on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, welcome to The Property Show. I'm Keith Kam. Property technology or PropTech has changed the way the real estate industry operates. In broader terms, PropTech is the application of technology in the property industry. By using IT, the goal of PropTech is to make the buying, selling, owning, renting and management of properties easier and more efficient. Now, with the artificial intelligence or AI boom, virtual reality and augmented reality and others are further spurring the growth of PropTech. To help us gain a better understanding on the benefits of PropTech for the local real estate sector, we have Ivan Wong, the founder of PropTech platform Property Genie with us in the studio today. Good morning, Ivan. Morning, Keith. Ivan, let's start the conversation with an overview of the prop tech industry in 2023. How much of the real estate market relied on prop tech that you have seen? Prop tech in 2023 has gone through a very, very good year because prop tech is all about information and data. So back in 2023, government actually released some information that is very crucial for you know market to make informed decision where NAPIC and KPKT both mm-hmm. has issued their own data. So NAPIC actually issued transactional data for the whole of Malaysia, meaning right. that you can actually see all the transactions buy and sell in Malaysia. And KPKT actually released information of all the available projects in Malaysia. This is very important because buyers, investors, and even agents can have a look at all the data to make more informed decision when you're advising your client or even before you're making a purchase decision. So to me, 2023 has been a very, very good year for PropTech. Do you see the adoption gaining traction as we go along? It has not gained as much of attraction that we wanted it to be, but okay. this is something that is very, very important to the market, actually. If you look at you know places like our neighbour, Singapore, Singapore has got access to this information 10 years ago. So, mm. yes, all these data are actually open for everybody to see. So this is where, you know, besides government policy to create the growth in the property industry, this information is there to make sure that the growth is sustainable. Because without all this data, you won't know where is it that it's going to overheat, you know, where is it actually the demand is coming up. So this is the key of it, actually. Oh, Ivan, I didn't realise that Singapore had that 10 years ago. Yes, I mean, they had it 10 years ago. Why were we so slow, do you think? I think this will tie back to, you know, how our country never really emphasised on data in the first place. Well, well, open data has been throughout the world. Everybody has been having that for the past few years, even as go as far as 10 years ago, like in, in Singapore's instance. What have been the key milestones in Malaysia and the latest developments that spurred PropTech, especially last year? I think with the recent change of the government, I think they did adopt an open data approach because this open data doesn't only come in the property industry. So they even set up a website where, you know, they have all the key indicators of all the government, of all the market, of every single sector in the website right now. So I think every department is catching up on that. I was also wondering, how much do you think the COVID-19 pandemic and, you know, all the resulting MCOs and lockdowns, how much of that helped to develop the PropTech sector? that made it like, you know, there was no choice but for us to adopt it. Yes, similar to, I think, e-commerce, you know, Grab. PropTech has been 
in the property market for a very long time. Right. But there are still investors and buyers that go around looking for signage where, you know, for property for sale. Uh-huh. But that couldn't happen during the, the COVID-19 time. But I think a very seasoned investor knows that when there is a crisis, that's where opportunity comes. So it actually comes to a stage where, you know, all these investors has to rely on technology to search for whatever information that they can get right. through the internet. That is where PropTech really also spurred during that period of time. What sort of input would you hope to get from, say, the government in order to spur the advancement of the prop tech sector in Malaysia? If you're referring to information from the government, I think that the key is the transactional details. Right now, there are information there on the website, but Mm -hmm. it's actually not complete. It is actually not sufficient for someone to really make an informed decision. So I think that the government need to release more information that is, of course, PDPA compliant, where we do not need the personal purchaser details Mm. and everything. But at least we need to know the square footage of it, the prices of it, the transactional area, you know, which road it is at. Because all this can be generated into a whole set of different data by massaging the data analytics. It will come up to a whole different kind of information for the market. If you're talking about sales and purchase at this point in time, this is mainly for sub-sales, right? No, or I'm actually referring to everything. Everything. Yes, yes. How does this apply to rental property in terms of data? What is missing? Oh, for rental property, actually, there's no data at all right now in the market. At all? Yeah. At all, no. There is no okay. rental data at all. So now the market is just relying on what they see on the internet and what hearsay. So this is something that, you know, it can create a lot of problems in the future. If all this data is actually easily available, it'll be very easy for everybody to make informed decisions, even for policymakers actually, mm. because all this raw data it should be massaged into you know a trend sort of a comparison sort of analytic output where even policymakers can look at that to make decision because. If the government were to approve a certain project for development, they would also need to consider what are the surrounding pricing, what are the infrastructures available. All these are data. All these are data. I realised one more thing during the COVID pandemic is that many developers and real estate agents, they had no choice but to resort to conducting things like virtual walkthroughs to market their products and services. Do you see this as having sort of died off after the economy reopened or maybe there is some kind of a hybrid version of it that has evolved. This VR that, you know, took a very, very great interest in the home market during the pandemic, it actually died off a bit. Okay. <laughs> because you and I, we are buying a property that's worth 400000 mm. 500000 600000 It will be something that we would love to personally be there to take a good look and feel of how exactly it is. Yeah, because so, it's a lot of money. Yes, it's a lot of money. Yeah. So that's why VR would definitely not be able to replace the physical contact of a purchaser with a property agent or even a developer. Mm. So buying a property would definitely need the physical contact of it. Yes. So how is this adopted into the prop tech industry if it were to be a hybrid version of it? So prop tech industry should only be able to provide information. For example, there can be VR there, but prop tech should be a bridge between investors and uh, sellers or even agents and developers where it gives information for the the investor so that he can make an informed decision whether or not to even go and have a look at that particular property. Ivan, I'm also curious because like we said, it is a big ticket item. It is a lot of money to spend on Mm. and and as such, a lot of times you need to take loans for it. How do you see the prop tech industry maybe marrying with the uh, fintech industry or financial institutions Mm. uh, to sort of bring some sort of synergy to both these different types of businesses? 
sectors? Actually, it is already there. Like you said, it's actually in form of fintech. So PropTech need to be able to leverage on the, the fintech part of it where anybody who wants to buy a property, that is only one first step of it is to look for and to source for a property that they like. Right. And uh, the next step would be to source for loans. So this is where the PropTech need to work with FinTech or even work directly with the bank to incorporate financial services into PropTech. Okay. Yes. Okay, we are already into the new year 2024. Yeah. With what you've seen in 2023, what sort of developments would you like to see in this coming year as far as the PropTech sector is concerned? Oh, to me, I mean, this is... This is something that I wanted since uh, many, many years ago. Is uh, Ultimately, it is still the development of uh, government support for okay. the whole PropTech industry. Because right now, PropTech, yes, we have a certain certain government support, but it is still not up to the level that you know I wanted it to be. What would you say would be the biggest challenges uh, you can anticipate for this year? Mm, in terms of for, for PropTech? Yeah. I think the hiring is actually one, one big problem for PropTech, actually, yes. Hiring in terms yes. of? So PropTech needs a lot of uh, IT people. Right. So for, for us, it is uh, quite tough to, you know, get technology people uh, in, into our industry. What, what do you think is that? I think this is something to do with, you know, the number of... Uh, graduates openings, that we have? Yes, and graduates in the market where um, we do not have a place where we can really source for the rightful candidate. Okay. Yes. So it, it is actually very difficult to hire a technology background candidate right now. And especially where a lot of things are getting more and more streamlined by, you know, availability of AI as well. Yes. Now, Ivan, Property Genie, let's talk about your company. It started in 2022, am I right? Actually, it started way back in 2013. This 2013? Is, yes. This All right. is actually my third attempt at Property Genie where I actually allocated a better, bigger and sizable resources to actually kickstart this. Tell me the history of Property Genie in 2013 then. How did it start? Why did you come up with something like this so early in the game? Back in 2010, I think I was in the real estate industry as a property agent. So being a property agent, I actually came across a lot, a lot of challenges. Okay. Where at that point in time, there's no way for us to really put our listings, our advertisements across onto the internet or, you know, there's not many choices for us to put up whatever we have for sale onto mm -hmm. the internet. That is also when we have the boom of the listing technology where, you know, that's where some very, very big listing companies, yeah. they actually came out during that point in time. So I was thinking, why not property have itself also something like a listing platform where all agents can actually put everything under one roof right. to be showcased to all everybody who wants to look at property. So that is where the idea came about actually. But um, during that time, of course, I was engaged in other jobs as well. So I didn't put much of an attention to it. Didn't really put much effort on it as well. So, so what happened with your second attempt? Uh, my second attempt, I did not get a very good tech team to do it. So okay. yeah, I didn't spend much on it actually because it was just an idea. Right. So 2022 was the year that I was thinking that's it. I need to have this done up because from 2013 until 2022, I don't really see much progress of um, the prop tech where it actually addressed the actual 
and main issues faced by agents. So in 2022, that will be your third attempt. Yes. Um, what were the lessons that you learned that you realised you should either not implement in your third attempt and what you should set aside in your third attempt? What were the lessons learned? I think the key lesson learned is that I really need to put a lot of effort in if uh-huh. I wanted to start something because for the first and second attempt, it really wasn't, it cannot even be considered as an attempt. It was just, a, you know, toying with an idea and just get someone to try to come up with a prototype of it. It okay. wasn't really even launched into the market. Do you not see some kind of intense competition from players that are already established by the time you got into your third attempt in 2022? Yes, there are people and competitions already in the market, but yeah. how we position, how I position Property Genie is that we are actually an extension to investors, extension to agents, and also in extension to developers. We are not in direct competition with anybody for this instance, mm-hmm. yeah, for this for this particular ecosystem. We provide an add-on value to property agents and we provide add-on values to investors, to homeowners and also to developers. So that is how we position ourselves. Just before this, you were talking about how your second attempt didn't materialise because you had problems getting the right people and the right tech. How did you overcome that for your third attempt? Because before the break, you were saying it was quite challenging to get staff as well, right? Correct, correct. Uh, So I invested directly in an IT company. So that's... Uh, Ah. Yes, I bought an existing company with existing manpower. So that is how I converted them into Property Genie. What was funding like? And if you have backers, how do you convince backers? What was your sales pitch like? Uh, right now, we I do not have any backers. So oh. it is all self-funded, yes. It is all self-funded? Yes, yes, yes. It is all self-funded. That means you sort of like in 2022, you sort of started well after the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic when at that time there was no choice but to adopt some kind of online strategy, do you think you've missed the boat or was that an opportunity that you could leverage on? Oh, there is still opportunity in the prop tech industry because I think that the existing market for prop tech is still not something that is... uh, that there are still rooms for improvement where it still does not cater to a lot of owners, investors, mm-hmm. and even agents and even property developers. I'll just give you, give you a certain example. Right now, as an agent, an average agent, they need to spend a lot of money in order to get their listing onto the market mm-hmm. where they try to match with buyers and investors. What we do differently is not only we provide this, we provide this service at a very competitive pricing okay and secondly we also provide project marketing services whereby we tie up with developers we tie with developers and we allow agents to sell these projects where it actually increased their revenue or these particular agents. Again, this is mainly focused on sales and purchase, not so much rental as well. Yes, you're right. It is actually more on sales and purchase, not really on rental. Why not? Because rental is something that, you know, I don't need to work with developers to do it because we also, like I say, we are an extension to homeowners. Yeah. What we have is one of our function, one of our main function that is already right now in the market right now is that homeowners who wish to sell or even to rent out their property, they can go into our website, Property Genie website, and key in all their available properties there. So based on our AI and our algorithm, we will match an agent to that particular homeowners where the agents that is identified to be that area's expert will be able to touch base with the owners. 
So this is where we match and be an extension to the homeowner. Would the rental market be something of a focus to you guys eventually? Because, I mean, I've had conversations with quite a number of market analysts and economists who kind of see that a lot of Malaysians tend to be opting more for renting their own property versus buying their own property because of, you know, the kind of economy that we are having today. Yeah. Um, we pay equal focus on both sales and purchase and even renting of property. Okay. We, we, we do pay the same, uh, I would say, focus on both of this. And we are doing, like I say, what we have, the, the functions and also uh, whatever the, the product that we introduce in the market, it does assist and help in that as well. So this is why we also mm. need the information like I mentioned earlier, the information from the government whereby they also need to provide all this rental uh, information as well. I'm really intrigued by how you went from being a real estate agent to setting up your online property platform. Thank you. So I'm just curious, like for the listeners who might be keen to follow in your footsteps, what would you consider are the key factors in creating a comprehensive online property platform for both home buyers and agents, like what you have done? Okay, I think anybody who wants to create a, a, a prop tech company to join us in this industry, I think they need to be able to provide a certain value that does not cannibalize on, on the whole, whole ecosystem. You do not cannibalize on agents' objective. You do not cannibalize on uh, real estate developers' objective. And of course, um, you need to be where you add value to all of them. This is the key of a whole prop tech industry actually we need to be there to add value to all these stakeholders to all these industry peoples it should be a win-win situation it for everyone be, basically yes it has to be in this whole process how do you address cyber security considerations because i suppose a lot of potential buyers and sellers or even renters and landlords when they get onto your platform they are also quite worried about their own personal data and what gets out into the ether right how do you address security considerations what sort of financial amount do you need to set aside like in terms of percentage to make sure that that is taken care of and you are kept up to date all the time um, we spend a lot on uh, securities, but uh, right now, uh, my tech team actually engaged uh, Amazon, I think. Our cybersecurity threats are all outsourced to a actually third party who is specialized in uh, taking care of all these cybersecurity threats. Yes, we do spend a substantial amount on that as well, actually, yes. Finally, Ivan, going forward, what needs to go into ensuring that property genie is always ahead of the curve, especially you know with how quickly tech is developing these days? Yes. How do you, you've already articulated how challenging it is to get staff. How do you say harness the power of AI and mm. Internet of Things to make sure that you are always uh, ahead of the game? In terms of technology, I think everybody is on a very, very fair playing ground. You know, technology advanced and it, it is something that, you know, everybody has to embrace. But in order for us to set aside ourselves from everybody else, it is very, very important that we have the right information in place. Mm. I know I've been emphasizing this. The data and information from the government is really the key in order for us to really have a very, very vibrant prop tech environment. Right. It is very, very important. For ourselves, for Property Genie, we actually tried to approach one of the government agencies to obtain 10 years of past transactional data. It is already existingly there. But we were actually quoted officially a price of a range of about 40 to 50 million for that set of information, mm -hmm. which I think is something that shouldn't have happened in the first place. The information is already there. So it should be something that is shared to all players. 
Because this information is there for us to, you know, make informed decisions for the whole market. Like I said earlier, it is something that is very, very important for us to maintain the sustainability of the whole real estate industry, not just for PropTech, actually. What is the ultimate game of Property Genie? Is your ultimate aim to be a listed company at the end of the day? I have not thought that far yet, but if possible, yes, that is definitely something that I will be very happy if it happens, yes. Ivan, thank you very much for coming in and all the best to you. Thank you very much, Keith. On the Property Show today was Ivan Wong, the founder of online PropTech platform Property Genie, sharing his insights on the state of PropTech in Malaysia and how his platform can stand out against competition. If you've missed any part of this conversation, download the podcast on the BFM app or from bfm.my. You can also get us on Spotify. I'm Keith Kam for BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.